0: Welcome to your headquarters for knowledge and helpful advice on a variety of topics, all from trusted experts in their fields. It's time for River City Podcast. Kristen Peck is the owner of the Areola Restoration Center. Kristen has a bachelor's in psychology, MBA, 12 years in the medical industry, primarily wound care. She's a retired Virginia police officer with over seven years in the medical pigmentation, permanent makeup industry. She's a Virginia board certified permanent makeup artist, a certified areola restoration technician, and has attended and been certified in schools throughout the country. We'd like to welcome Kristen Peck with the Areola Restoration Center to River City Podcast. Kristen, you know, I'm a huge fan of everything that you're doing for women, but for our listeners that are not yet familiar, can you tell everyone what the Areola Restoration Center is all about?
1: Absolutely. So we found that there was a need for our breast cancer survivors to finish with the recovery. A lot of women were having their double mastectomies, they had great doctors, the doctors were saving their lives, basically it was a team of people saving their lives. But then they were told, hey, come back in a year and we'll give you another mammogram. What they didn't realize was they needed the last step, and that was the areolas. When you look at symmetry, the breast mounds might have been symmetrical, but when you look at symmetry, it's the areola complex that is the focus of symmetry. With A lot of surgeries, they were either losing both areolas and nipples or they were losing one. Quite honestly, these women did not need a reminder of the journey that they had gone on. So when we found this, I started talking to individuals and talking to breast cancer survivors, and I was astounded at the number of women that... Actually, the number of women and men that did not know this could be done and, for the most part, could be covered by their insurance companies. So that's when we stepped in and we said, we need an organization that can do this specific service. It's a specialty. We can do it well and we can give them not only the last step of their journey, but also connect them to other resources.
0: I love it. You're providing a phenomenal and life-changing service for women. And so you brought up insurance, so it is covered.
1: For the most part, it is. So in 1998, the Women's Health Care and Cancer Rights Act was put into law. Basically, there are a couple of points with that particular law. But the big takeaway is if you have an HMO, an individual or group insurance that does cover mastectomies, they have to cover the entire procedure to get that symmetrical look, and that includes the areola nipple. Even off from what I do, they also have to cover if there are any complications. So let's just say you have a double mastectomy, they put the implants in, and there's a complication even a year later, they still have to go back in and do the revision. I've had women come in and they've had actually three or more revisions, and it is covered by insurance. I tell everybody, you know, there is a little bit of a caveat with that is if it's Medicare or Medicaid. They do not follow federal laws. Every state is a little bit different. For example, in Virginia, if you have Medicare, they will cover a certain portion of that. But if you're in West Virginia, they consider it cosmetic and they don't. Back to the point of if you have that HMO, that individual group insurance, for the most part is covered. I tell everyone, please contact your insurance company. By law, they are required to inform you yearly what they do and do not cover.
0: Well, that's a big invitation to all of our female friends in West Virginia. Just move on to Richmond. (laughs) Just get on out of there. Get (laughs) on out of there. That's right. So when a client comes in, do you actually file for them?
1: No. It would be so much easier for the client for the most part, but insurance companies are complicated. We all know that. We go just for a cold and we get those pink envelopes that say, this is not a bill. We get four or five of those and then we finally get the bill. It really does... Put you in a cluster. So the Aerial Restoration Center provides a detailed receipt that will have the diagnostic codes, the CPT codes, which are the actual procedure, the MPI provider identification, which we have. That's a national provider identification. And it basically says I'm a technical medical artist. And then we will provide that letter of medical necessity. For the most part, our clients will submit that to their insurance company. The only pushback we get is sometimes they'll say, I'm at a network or we're at a network. Well, there is no a network. So they just have to ask them for an exception. And we've not had any trouble with that. Good. And be an advocate for themselves. Absolutely. Like I said, the insurance companies, they're there to answer your questions. So I tell my clients, that number on the back of the card, just call that number not saying you're not going to be on hold for a while or it takes you a while to get to actually talk to a real person, but get that information because it's such a big step. It's such a, an emotional step and it makes individuals feel so much better getting it done. It's worth that half an hour to just make sure it's covered.
0: Yeah. And then you just know you can just go into restoring feeling great about yourself and not have anything hanging out there. Exactly. So, well, take us through the procedure itself. Is it uncomfortable? How long does it take? And is aftercare difficult?
1: The first thing I always advise my clients is come on in for a free consultation. So important. One, I'm sitting down and talking to somebody and within 15 minutes, they're taking half their clothes off. And I know that can be a little uncomfortable. So I want them to come into the facility, see the facility. I want them to meet me. It's important just to feel at ease. Now, I've had clients come in for a consultation and they're really not even ready to have the final step, the restoration done, because they're still under care of a doctor. But I don't mind if it at least gives them the comfort to know what's down the road. Because in this situation, a lot of the cancer patients they're not unsure what's down the road. Well, I can tell them exactly what I can and cannot do. I don't mind waiting six months till they get back to me. So they come in for a free consultation, easy peasy. And then we set their appointment and it's about two and a half hours. If I need longer, it's somewhere more complicated than others. That is not a big deal. We'll make it longer. So they come in and this is kind of the fun part. We will decide on size We will decide on color. All color is custom made to fit their skin tones. We'll actually pre-sketch onto their breast mounds so they have an idea what it's going to look like. As far as pain, it's kind of individual depending on what type of surgery they've had. I have some women that have zero sensation and then... I will test to make sure a little bit of uh, scratching on their their mouth to make sure that they do or do not feel anything. But I got to tell you, I've got some really good numbing agent. Usually they don't feel anything. Some of these women have already had tattoos and they're always surprised that I'm even numbing them.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever had
1: any numbing cream for a tattoo. You probably haven't. And with the tattoos, they always say "Ah, pain is part of it. Well, with this, no, my job is to make sure it is as comfortable as possible. Everyone gets mirror privileges, so they get to see each step of the way. There are no surprises. And as far as aftercare, I've gotten so many letters from my clients telling me that was the easiest part of their entire journey. Usually what we do is we make sure everything's nice and clean, don't want any cross-contamination, and then we'll put a layer of Tegaderm. It's a clear barrier film that the skin can breathe, but it's waterproof. stays on for three days. During the shower, they gently take it off wash their skin with their fingers, usually with an antibacterial soap. And then I give them an ointment that they use for about a week afterwards. And that's it. So really, for anyone that's had a tattoo anywhere else, it's a pretty similar aftercare. Absolutely. Except this doesn't hurt. Nice.
0: (laughs) Nice. It really does astound me that we're not any further along with a cure for breast cancer. Mm -hmm. But how prevalent is it in
1: the U.S. right now? So that is So scary. We're looking at the last numbers as of January 2022. It was estimated one in eight or 13% of the female population will be diagnosed with invasive breast cancer. I had a young girl at the gym tell me, she goes, well, is it really that big a deal? And I said, you go into a small room and bring in 16 women and then point two of them out and pull them out into the hallway and say, oh, by the way, you have invasive breast cancer. I said, That is a lot of women. Also, let's not forget the men. About 2,700 men will also be diagnosed with invasive breast cancer. As far as the mortality rate, with Caucasian women, it is the number two cause of death behind lung cancer. With Black women, it is the number one cause of death. But overall, it is the leading cancer that is diagnosed in women. My grandmother
0: died at a really young age of breast cancer that actually led to lung cancer. And I was just a little kid, but I'm sure it is a very emotional experience for your client.
1: It is. And so many different stories. One, a young lady came in and she was 31 and she had been diagnosed three times. So it doesn't pick and choose based on one thing or another. You know, I was telling you about my client I had yesterday. She is in the healthcare industry, she's in the fitness industry, and she said the most aggravating comment she got from friends and just acquaintances when she told them she had breast cancer is they were like, how can it be you? You're so healthy. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't pick or choose. Everyone is on the chopping block, so to speak with the chance of being diagnosed with breast cancer. And she said it really upset her because she did everything right. Everything's organic. You know, she doesn't smoke. She doesn't drink. She works out every single day. But that didn't matter.
0: Yeah. My grandmother never smoked a day in her life and ultimately died of lung cancer. There's just so many genetic factors involved that we just unfortunately don't have any control of. Well, so what resources would you recommend to women that are going through breast cancer in our community?
1: Definitely... If you've had a double mastectomy, come to the Aerial Restoration Center and we would love to sit down and see what your next step is. But there are two organizations that I find that have really stepped up as far as reaching out to women. One would be the Virginia Breast Cancer Foundation. They are actually in Richmond, Virginia, but they have outreach locations all over the state. I had sat down with their resource director two weeks ago. And she had mentioned that in the Southwest Virginia, there were some breast cancer organizations that had pulled out based on funding. So they actually put an office out there to offer free mammograms for women that did not have insurance or did not know where to go. So they've been very, very active in the state of Virginia. And also there's an organization called Here for the Girls, and they have the funnest website. I think their website is hereforthegirls.org. And they work with individuals under the age of 50. So they really are focusing on younger women that are diagnosed with breast cancer. For example, I've seen a lot of women between the ages of 30 and 40 come into my office. I did a restoration on a 69-year-old woman, and I went into the next room, and I did her 21-year-old daughter. Ah.
0: 21. And I think most people just really consider this to be something that happens when you are so much older. And it sounds like you're saying there's been a lot more younger women diagnosed.
1: Absolutely. We're seeing more and more, a lot of younger women, a lot of young parents as well, young mothers. My medical director is a breast cancer survivor, and she sent her nurse to me. And this nurse had one child. The child was four and then she was diagnosed with breast cancer. She was clean, got a clean bill of health, had another child and was diagnosed again. And you took care of her. Absolutely took care of her. She she was one of the ones that wrote a letter and said, "Wow, this was the easiest part of the journey because these women are warriors. They are warriors. Some will come in and say, you know, it was easy peasy. I had a lumpectomy. It was fine. And then some women will come in and tell me that they've been diagnosed twice. One of the things that I have come to appreciate is how strong these women are. I had a young woman come in and. After I had done her restoration, she called me and said she had not looked in the mirror in four and a half years. And the reason she didn't is even though you have a mastectomy, just say you have your first surgery, you have a 20% chance within that first five years you're on meds that it could possibly come back. She hadn't looked in the mirror because she was waiting for her five years. Four and a half years not looking in a mirror. My client yesterday, she is at the one year mark. She's got four years left of taking her meds, but she said at least now she's not going to be reminded every single day looking in the mirror. She did it for herself. She told me when she emailed me this morning, she said, Thank you for making me feel normal. I told her, Are you, are you kidding me? You're gorgeous. I'm just the last stepping stone on your journey. Right. That's all I am. I don't care if anyone knows. Who, what my name is. I just want women to know this can be done, that the Aerial Restoration Center is here. You know, we're serving Virginia and beyond, and we're hoping to get this wave going. Fabulous. Well, thank
0: you for being here and sharing this amazing information to our listeners. I love the name because really it is about restoring women and getting them back to their original state and just making them feel fabulous after going through such a long saga. And it is the end. I love it. Kristen, I know there's a lot of people that are going to want to reach out to you directly or have friends or family that they can really help out by getting your information to them. What's the best way to reach out to you?
1: You can go to aerialrestorationcenter.org and there is actually an online consultation. It's very, very private. It gets sent directly to me. Or you can call the Aerial Restoration Center. And again, that is a very private line with a private answer machine. Leave a message and we will get back to you. Also, don't be afraid to ask your doctors because you would be amazingly surprised how many doctors have no idea this is covered by insurance. I work very closely with a surgical oncologist and he told me until he met me, he had no idea it was covered by insurance. So regardless, ask your doctor. I'd love to see you. We'll take care of you.
0: Yeah. The only issue is when you go in to see Kristen and get the consultation, you're never going to want to leave because her <laughs> space is amazing. It is so comfortable and beautiful and it just makes you feel good. So. I have
1: snacks. <laughs> <laughs> and she has snacks. I have snacks. I got to keep my, keep my husband from <laughs> eating them all, but I have snacks. <laughs> I love it. Kristen, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for allowing me to spread the word, my friend.
0: Thanks for listening to River City Podcast. If you're interested in setting up a podcast for your business, go to rivercityconsulting.com.